0: The Raising the Bar podcast, brought to you by the Association of Gray's Inn Students. Welcome to the Raising the Bar podcast, where we speak with students, barristers, King's Council and judges from Gray's Inn about their journeys to the bar with the aim of supporting students and aspiring barristers. This year, Raising the Bar recognises the anniversary of 100 years of women at the bar and shines a light on stories of impact, change and leadership in all its forms. I'm your host for season five, Nora Nanayakara, a student member of Grey's Inn and a Baroness Hale scholar. I hope our conversation and guests advice help you on your journey to the bar to explore how Grey's Inn can help you to achieve your potential. In this episode, we'll be talking about one of the things you can do to build relevant experience and make your pupillage application stand out from the crowd, getting published. Gray's Inn has a student law journal, an annual collection of legal essays, articles, case notes or book reviews on any legal subject written by student members of the inn. It's an ideal way for students to engage academically with the law, get to grips with legal writing, or develop an area of particular interest. It's an inclusive publication with support available for first-time legal commentators. To tell us more about how you can begin your legal writing career and become the next Joshua Rosenberg KC, incidentally also of this parish, I have the student law journal editor, Hazel, here to tell us more. Welcome, Hazel.
1: Hi, Nora. Thanks for having me. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So... As you've heard, my name's Hazel, and I'm currently doing the bar course with the Inns of Court College of Advocacy. Before that, uh, I did the GDL at BPP, and before that, I did an undergrad in history.
0: Brilliant. Thanks very much. Now, you're one of my colleagues on the Association of Greys in Committee for Students. And you've taken on the onerous and indeed prestigious <laughs> role this year of editing the Student Law Journal. Can you tell us what drew you to that role?
1: Oh, well, I mean, short of masochism, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so I got involved last year um both as a contributor and as a peer reviewer or sub editor and it was the reason i got involved last year was because i was a bit i was a bit concerned that this was an area of my cv that i felt was lacking um and also because i did the gdl i wanted an opportunity to actually explore law that interested me in depth so that's why i got involved last year and then i just fell in love with it and i really liked doing it and i thought this was something that could really be utilised by students to just, you know, either boost your ap- pupilage applications or to just enjoy actually getting to write about something legal with less pressure
0: enjoying writing about something legal is so important though isn't it? It
1: really is, it really is.
0: Because like you I did the GDL and obviously it was a great canter through the high notes of you know the main areas of law but there literally wasn't a spare minute to indulge in any sort of interest or think about anything uh, any more superficially than was required for the actual exam. So I think that's a great idea.
1: Yeah I, I mean I completely agree I think I Can't comment on what it's like doing a a full law degree, but I think certainly with the GDL, you can feel very, oh my God, I've got to learn this statute and that statute, and I don't actually really get to think about it or sort of interrogate it that much. It would be quite nice to remember, you know, why you're actually doing this and get to think critically about the law. And that that is, you know, if that's something that drew you to this career, then have the opportunity to do that. Absolutely. That sounds great. And can you tell us about this year's call for papers then for the journal? Yeah, so the call for papers went out um, a couple of weeks ago in an email, but here it is again. Um, We're looking for contributions. The deadline that is currently set is the 1st of March, 2024. So you've got plenty of time, and I'm hoping that that gives people enough freedom to write alongside doing pupillage applications, doing all the exams that we have to do. So 1st of March, 2024 is the date that you need to remember. And we're really looking for anything obviously legal. I, I don't want to hear or re- <laughs> have to read essays about, you know, your favorite pop song or whatever. Um, yeah, anything legal and ideally as topical as possible.
0: And what about if you're somebody who wants to write about something, you've seen something that's piqued your interest, but you've never written for a journal before, and you're thinking to yourself, how am I going to get started with this? How? What sort of support is available for somebody like that?
1: Um, well, step one is, is email me, and we can talk about it. Uh, because last year, you know, I I contributed as a GDL student, having never written anything legal, having never actually had anything academic published before. So it was very, very new to me. And it's quite a comforting environment to do it because I, like you, am a student. So I'm not going to be there sort of having a go at you. I'm going to be talking to you about, about what's going on in your life, finding ways to make it work with you. I can I can help you find topics if, if that's what you need. And then the, the other thing I'd say to do is to actually go and look at the journals on the website and have a feel for them and see the kind of standard that we're trying to publish to the sorts of topics that are getting covered i mean there's a there's a range of range of different length articles going on there because we have legal articles we do case commentaries we do book reviews so there really is something that will fit anyone's comfort zone and no doubt
0: the range of things that people can write about will mean that people should be able to find the time if they want to do it, because not everything is going to require 12,000 words. Is that fair?
1: <laughs> That's definitely fair. In fact, on on behalf of my peer reviewers, I'd like to say, please <laughs> don't submit something of 12,000 words. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, you know, it, it, these are essays in the shorter range. So we're looking at sort of 3,000 word essays. Obviously, if you have something hugely important that really does warrant a longer piece, then we can 100% talk about that. But, you know, these don't have to be dissertations. They can by all means be extracts of dissertations. You can repurpose things that you have used and written before. I know. What a great idea. (laughs) What a great idea. Yeah. So if you did, unlike me, do a law degree and you've written something that you're really proud of while you were there, talk to me. Send it in. We can have a look at it. If it's still topical, it can be of use. It might be that we can make edits to bring it a bit more up to speed if it's something that you wrote a couple of years ago. But, you know absolutely there is no pressure to to start from scratch on this. If you've got something good that you're proud of and you would like to get it published, then this is an easier way to do it than going through, you know, trying to get it published in one of the major academic journals. This is a sort of starting point to, to get you on your way really. But yeah, we do accept previously used pieces. Brilliant.
0: And no doubt also a great way to test your writing abilities Uh, in advance of maybe investigating one of the essay competitions that run. I know that I often see tweets and news articles from Chambers launching essay competitions, and I've often felt that if I'd had more experience writing an essay, I might be more comfortable putting a submission in. Is it right that they're the kind of things that might be suitable also for the journal?
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, in fact... Grays themselves, we we run a couple of essay competitions here. The results of those essay competitions, the winners get published in the student law journals. So it really is the perfect place because you are getting published alongside essay prize winners. So if you're thinking, oh, there's this chambers essay competition that I would love to do, but I've no idea how to go about it, then by all means, you know, test it out with us. This is the perfect place to do so. That's brilliant. And actually, I think the winners were just recently announced, weren't they, of
0: the Michael Beloff and the Lee Essay Prizes. And it's obvious that that's a great way also to prepare for discussion points at pupillage interviews. I know that one of the topics uh, in those essays this year was whether or not ADR should be compulsory, which of course is very topical at the moment. For people thinking about writing then, are there particular places they should be looking for ideas or inspiration or sample titles?
1: Yeah. So um, one thing you can do is kind of, as we've, as we've already mentioned about essay competitions, go and have a look at essay competitions that happened last year. You can use their titles. You know, obviously don't copy and paste the winning essay because we will spot it, <laughs> Um But, you know, you can get inspired from that um, is is one way to go about it. What I did was actually, and maybe this shows just how desperate for pupillage I am, um, (laughs) I looked on the websites of Chambers where, you know, they were in my top five of would love to be here. And I looked at the cases that they had published on their websites as, this is exciting in our area. And then I, I ended up doing a case commentary because I was a little bit too scared to actually go and write a legal <laughs> article. Um, so I ended up doing a case commentary that was based on one of the cases that I found on that on one of those websites. That's a great way to start a great place to start is if you go and look at what the chambers that you want to, you know, the chambers that you see yourself being a part of, go and have a look at the things that interest them and then go and write about it. Because if nothing else, you know it'll help you to start thinking in the way that that Chambers likes to think and on the things that they like to think about.
0: Absolutely. And Twitter is another great source, isn't it? Because Absolutely. quite often the barristers will tweet links to case commentaries that they've written yep. or cases that Chambers are involved in, and they're always good starting points, as is, of course, the news. Yeah, uh, At the moment, it seems there, <laughs> there, there's no shortage of legal topics in the news, so that's always good. Yep. Uh, otherwise legal books, I presume, that are being published, including autobiographies.
1: Yeah, yeah, that can be a a good place to start as well. Um, I think, yeah, kind of like you say, the news is quite an easy and obvious one there that I just completely missed. So yeah, go and have a look at the news, see what what the latest government scandal is and uh, start writing about it. Great advice.
0: Now, also, I presume publishing is a great way to start building a brand or an identity for yourself. Absolutely. Most barristers, not all, of course, but most are independent practitioners and self-employed and the value of a profile is increasingly important. So is it good for people to begin with a
1: student journal in order to start the ball rolling? Yeah, completely. And I think I think as well, one of the things that, that can sometimes get overlooked is that not everyone who will get called to the bar will actually go into practice. There are a lot of people who will go into the more academic side of things, and you know, they will be writing the next chitty on contract or something, and um and legal research will be a huge part of what they do. This is again another place to really start your academic career at the same time. That's not to put you off if you do want to go and practice. Like you say, this is, you know, this can be part of that brand because there are plenty of practitioners that will have to be research. Well, you'll have to be researching for your career anyway, but also plenty of practitioners will be contributing to those textbooks. They will be helping to train the next generation of barristers. So why not start now? Why not start thinking about the ways that you can help contribute to the body of scholarship and get writing? Great. Thanks so much, Hazel.
0: Now, people who will be wanting to put pen to paper or begin typing up their idea will want to do some legal research, and we're blessed at Grey's Inn with a cracking library and staff who are more than happy to help. Uh, What do you think people might want to do in beginning their legal research for a topic?
1: Well... Step one, from my point of view, whenever I go to write anything is just have a Google and see, you know, see what the top things are that come up. And, you know, that is not to say that you should then base your legal essay on the Wikipedia article that first emerges, but, you know, have a look at the at the textbooks and the practitioner books that start getting recommended from that. And then go to your nearest library, if you can't come to the Gray's one and see what legal textbooks and practitioner books they have. Start there and make use of them because they are fantastic. And I wish someone had told me earlier how fantastic they were because it would have saved me a hell of a lot of time when I've written other legal articles. So start there, and then I hope I hope this isn't news to a lot of people, but steal their footnotes, see what's in the footnotes, use because these people have done so much research and they will have found every little case and every every academic that has written on that topic. Use that to inform where you should go next. And go and have a look at at what those academics have said. Go and read those cases. And from there, you know, it will all start falling into place and you will find more and more. The one caveat I would add to that is at some point, start writing, even when you're not ready, because you could just research for days and days and days and days and never, ever actually write anything down. Start writing even when you're not ready, because it will get better. Great advice. Thanks, Hazel. Now, you've mentioned peer reviewers
0: once or twice is that a good way for people who would prefer to edit rather than to write to get involved
1: yeah absolutely i think it's a great it's a great opportunity you know if you're not feeling like you're quite ready to write yet or if you've written before um and are now thinking you'd quite like to help shape other people's articles the way we do peer reviewing is is it's it's done anon- anonymously unless both the peer reviewer and the contributor Tell me that they want to be put in touch. And the reason we've done it like that is because, particularly as someone who contributed while doing the GDL and being quite nervous about contributing, it's quite helpful if you are able to talk to your peer reviewer and work on the essay together. But I do have to emphasise that is with the consent of both peer reviewer and contributor. You cannot, as a contributor, just be demanding (laughs) the details of, of who's looking at your essay because I will not be giving them out. But it is a really good way, being a peer reviewer, to get involved Without having to actually write something, by all means, though, still feel free to contribute if you would like to be a peer reviewer. There's a lot of support as a peer reviewer, so I host. I will be hosting a session to explain how the process works and exactly what we're looking for. There also you also get given a form when you sign up to be a peer reviewer that shows the kind of things that you need to be looking for as you go through an essay, and that's really just so that you can be identifying oh. Is this actually a relevant legal topic? Is it something that's 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 topical at the moment? How do I actually check someone's oscola references and tell them that they're wrong? Um, how do I sort of spot that this person has missed out? That actually there's this you know there's this really important textbook that they've just completely ignored, or there's been this case that happened last week that they probably should have commented on. But it is a way to get involved without having to actually produce something. But you're still a really really crucial member of the team because. There is absolutely no way that I'm going to be reading 20 essays all in one go and trying to spot every little comma that you've missed. I will be reading them, but I will be reading them after someone's already spotted the commas. That's great. Sounds like a team effort. Thanks, Hazel. So uh, before I ask you
0: for any bar scholarship advice or tip you might have, is there anything else that you'd want to tell listeners about the Student Law Journal?
1: I would want to say that this is a fantastic opportunity to get involved in something without too much pressure. This is a great... If you're nervous about writing, get involved. If you're nervous about peer reviewing, get involved. This is something that's going to look great on pupillage application forms. It shows that you really care about areas of law, shows that you're interested, and it shows that you're capable of thinking really critically. That, for me, was something that I thought was missing. I wanted to show that I could think about the law critically. And even though... <laughs> Sadly, I did not receive a pupilage offer last year. It massively helped me and it massively boosted my confidence when it came to legal writing. It then meant that when it came to actually producing a, a legal dissertation, I had a vague idea what I was doing. My dissertation still wasn't that good, but it was definitely better for having had to write something for the student journal. So yeah, just, just get involved because you are never going to find another academic journal that is going to help you as much as, as the student law journal here will.
0: I think that students will be glad of a way to dip their toe into legal publishing in in a safe space, knowing that they'll have some help and support to get their ideas off the ground and into print. So now before we let you go, can I just ask you for your top tip or a piece of advice that you'd have for bar scholarship applicants? Uh, We're recording this, of course, at the time when applications have closed, but interviews are pending. Mm. But uh, advice or tips for either the written form or for the interview would be gratefully
1: received. So I think my top tip would be towards interviewing. And it would be it's a lot easier said than done. But just back yourself, particularly because, and you know, perhaps this is a little bit of a, a slightly sad indictment of the bar, but this is a very competitive, competitive career. You will get people on the day who you will think are a thousand times better than you and deserve a scholarship a thousand times more than you do. And you will also get people that will try and make you think that. Don't let them OK, because you, you know, we select for interview. If you get through to an interview, you absolutely have a chance of getting a scholarship. So just back yourself and go in there and think, you know what, I deserve to be here. I'm going to show you that. And don't, for the love of God, don't let people scare you in the waiting room. You'll be OK. Absolutely, Hazel. Great advice. Be your own champion. It is a risky business, but you are there for a reason and you are good enough. So just, just don't let them face you. But do make friends. You can make friends. It's okay to talk to them outside. Very true. Thank you very much, Hazel. Quite all right, Nora. Thank you.
0: I hope this has been a helpful guide to getting published as a student. As you heard, it can help you stand out in pupillage season, but also help you to develop highly relevant skills in legal research, case analysis and written advocacy. Thanks to GraysIn Inn for their support and to the podcast company for producing. Be sure to catch the next episode about life at Gray's Inn, where there will be more tips and advice for aspiring scholars and students. Thanks for listening to Raising the Bar. Look forward to catching up next time. Thanks for listening to the Raising the Bar podcast. Please follow, rate and review on your podcast app. And for more information, check us out on Twitter at AGI Students.